Howdy. There it is. Again. <laughs> Guys, for the second time now. I'm done. I'm retiring. We may have <laughs> accidentally hit the play button instead of the record button. My thing is, this is supposed to get easier as it goes along, and I feel like it's, it's getting it's, the exact it's getting, opposite. It's getting harder. It's getting... like I feel like our first five were like, mm, pow, fast, record, boom, bye, giggles, next facts. week, yeah, here we are again. Now, <laughs> not so much. We can't start properly. Yeah, that's okay. So whatever they welcome now, they back. welcome. Where they Fatal know females, fatal females. I think this is episode. Seven? Don't ask me to count. <laughs> is this lucky number seven? Is this a, oh, I guess what, yeah. I, I guess. guess. Seven is a lucky number, isn't it? I, in some, for I, some I thought, you know, for, to be straight up with you for a second, <laughs> straight up, straight I thought up. seven was my lucky number for most of my life now. What happened? It, it did nothing for me. What changed? And then for some reason, I thought of number five, yeah. and I've been doing number five. How's and that working out? Things are happening. Good lucky number five. I think my lucky number is five. All right, there you have it. <laughs> no, it's actually number. really nice. Anyway, um, so two things before I forget. Okay. Number one, um, Chelsea and I were having a really um, important and also uh, life-saving discussion oh, about the zombie apocalypse oh. maybe about an hour ago. Not even. 45 maybe minutes ago? Minutes ago? <laughs> no, it was not 20 minutes ago. You're a liar. Maybe um, a few minutes ago. And we always get into this discussion between fast zombies and slow zombies. So basically like zombies or the zombies that no one's going to survive with. Because there are the zombies like... Um, 28 walking. days later. Right. And then there's like the Walking Dead zombies. Yeah. Or the, uh, like the Night of the Living Dead zombies. Right. The shambling. The walkers, if you will. The walkers, if you will. But fucking those fast zombies? No way. I don't think anyone's surviving. Dead. Who runs that fast? D- Rabid. Rabid people. I really hope that most of the like people that participate in the New York marathons are actually from <laughs> New York. So that if they are the fast zombies, I'm like, well, actually, there's a, quite a few people in New York that stand a good chance. I am not one of them. So here's the thing. Would you, because I'd be more afraid of the people in my apartment building who's turned into zombies. Oh, yeah. Well, because wanna... I feel like if I get out of my apartment, mm-hmm. then I'd like survive. But like, I need to get out of my apartment See, I'm first. the opposite. I think if I'm, I think I'd be good to like bunker down and go floor to floor and clear the floor. Interesting. More than I would be good out there. If there's too many unknowns out there. I the feel apartment, like, see, I feel like I'd be better outside. I'm going fire escape to fire escape, apartment window to apartment <laughs> window. You tap on the window, get the zombie to come to the window, kill zombie, enter That's not bad. apartment. That's not bad. I mean, yeah. I feel like if I just had more space to run, I would have. I would think of things. You know, I'd be like, okay, I'll jump on that. Or like, are we still talking like, about fast zombies? Because again, think... if it's fast zombies, I'm throwing myself from the roof, and it's <laughs> I'm not dealing with it. That's fair. I was, you know what? In my mind, I was thinking The Walking Dead. Okay. Like you see them coming, you're like, okay, well, I can do this, right. this, this, and this. Well, I have 45 minutes to really get my shit together, uh, and then I can. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I like the Walking Dead zombies. The herds, though, any herd situation, which is what we're really going to have issues with in the city, scares the crap. It's like you, you either many. have to catch it. Here's what I think. You either have to catch it in the very first 
reports of cannibalism uh, or cannibalistic attacks. So bath salts. Right. So more people Because my crazy. bag was packed. <laughs> Holy shit. That was like a whole week. I was like, oh, okay, this is happening. Yeah. My bag is packed. I was in the evening. I'm ready to describing, go. And that happened. And they were like reports of a man like eating another Naked, man's face. Naked eating another man's I was face. Like, okay, I'm out. Not not dying from the multiple bullets put in to uh-uh. him by police. And I was like, okay, so the zombie apocalypse is here. That same day, there was a bite wound in the ER. I refused to go in with my doctor. I was like, oh, that's right. Nope. Let me tell you, I was like, you're going to go in. It would establish, do they have a fever? Are they shaky? Are they delirious? Are they I'm foaming not, at yeah, the mouth? Like, I'm not going in the room. You're, I need details, this, doctor. I'm really, like, sitting in the chair being like, this is how it starts, this is how it starts. And it turns out it was just, like, a nurse from a nursing home that was bitten by an older patient. But still. Whatever. I don't need that in my where's life. Where's the risk? I'm not taking it. I don't need that in my life. Um. Okay, so. And also, fast zombies, even if you're dealing with people who, like, race, the endurance. You don't have the fucking endurance. Fast zombies have no tiring. They're just run. We're just running. They're just so hungry. They're, they're, they're fast. They're starving and fast. They're that. I've never Lions. ran that fast. Cheetahs. As I was hungry. Like, I, ever. I can't run when I'm hungry. I go from, exactly. like, oh, mildly I get hungry hangry. to I'm pissed and I'm shaky and I'm on the floor and I, I can't help. I don't even have survival instincts to feed myself when I'm hungry right now in my life. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the things that Chelsea and I talk about so these are, these on are our off off days. <laughs> these are the thoughts on this very blizzardy. It's. Evening. I mean, let's be real. It's not very blizzardy. But it could also be I have. I'm. I'm not street side. So oh. I feel like I'm not getting the full effect of this like uninhibited That's fair. downpour That's fair. of snow. Yeah. But it's very lovely here. In New it York. is very lovely. Um. Last thing, did you watch Flint Town yet? No. I know. It gets to a point in my evening where I just, I don't want to cry. Oh, right. Because you like to watch paranormal right. shit I, instead. I like to have entire Oh, Chelsea has a ghost in her apartment, by the way. Go- no, I don't have a ghost in my apartment. <laughs> hey, when other listeners. People listeners walk. of the podcast. I, I'm a very. Hear thee, hear thee. <laughs> hear thee, hear thee haunting. Chelsea has a ghost in her apartment. Uh, no there, ghost. I said it. When other people walk around in their apartments, it's as if someone Mm-mm. is literally walking up behind the couch and stopping. See, this is the part in the movie where the friend looks at the friend and say, hey, no. I think you need to GTFO. No way. Hell, I, I just signed this. I'm going nowhere. This is my apartment. We are saging. We're essential You're oiling. supposed to sage before you bring anything in. Too late. Oh, Here we okay. are. That's Pretty why sure you that's have a ghost in your apartment. Well, it likes to walk around and it just it hangs out behind us when you watch TV and just chills. That's fucked up. Don't say that. I that's what it. we're going to do later. I know. I'm excited for when it gets dark. Wow. Great. All right. What else? Well, what else do we... Oh, we wanted to mention uh, Clyde's middle name that we did not know holy until... Holy shit. How did you the, remember that? I don't know. And I'm shocked at myself. <laughs> But we thought it was really funny because we were writing the blurb for Bonnie and Clyde. And what is it? Do you and remember? It's chestnut. It Clyde is chestnut. Chestnut Barrow or something. Clyde some fucking Chestnut Barrow and Bonnie Parker. Parker no, Barney, Bonnie, Bonnie Elizabeth, Elizabeth Parker. I mean, what a name. Bonnie Elizabeth Parker. Should be in life. And Clyde Chestnut. Chestnut Barrow. Chestnut Barrow. <sighs> Sigh. Whatever. 
Just roast him over an open fire. Romance. Mm. At its finest. It's a good it's ride a or die. Well, <laughs> well, oh, wait, should we? Oh, yes, I, I think we should announce it. Okay. We should announce that, um, well, first off, the, the next two women that we do, or I should say ladies, that girls that we do, because mine's not necessarily Mine a woman. Mine is a full-on woman. Hint, hint, hint. Um, so we actually had like a ridiculous back and forth. Mm-hmm. We were like, okay, well, if you do her, then I'll do this one. And I if was you like, do nah, this one, I'll do this I one. I wanted to do both of them. Get off so of that shit. So after this episode and then my following episode next week, at the end of next week's episode, wow, yeah. we follow, are going to, in a mug of sorts, put in all the names of ladies that we, we want to cover and then we're going to pick them. On the spot, live, live, live after every episode. We're not sure if we're telling you yet what you might, you're, you, from, you might just hear our reaction. I think that's what I want to do. I want them to hear, so we can giggle or be like, who the fuck is this? I'm really excited for that. I'm (laughs) really excited for being like, Like, I don't know this person. You're just guessing that this is a name of a killer. (laughs) Like in all of history, like Loretta, who? Like Matthews. Okay. I'm sure someone of that name killed somebody. Loretta Matthews. Why not? Well, you'll hear it here, folks. You hear, you'll, you'll hear it first. Excuse me. I couldn't. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. So, well. On the note Lucky you guys. Talk. Chelsea's <laughs> turn this week. <laughs> so this is going to be exciting. Not speak. All right. I'm ready for it. Here we go. Hit me with your best shot. First of all, we're still drinking kombucha cocktails. Oh, we are. Uh, but this week we're doing a combo of cayenne cleanse yep. and ginger lemon. From Health Aid. From Health Aid. Yummy as shit. So delicious. Uh, try it out. Kombucha yummy. cocktails. Good for your tummy. And always yummy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. We're done. Okay. On that note. Ooh, keep it going. The fatal female of this definite <laughs> over a fucking hour, because I've been jotting down notes since three o'clock and my hand's <laughs> angry about it. I like how you just didn't, like, what's the title? You, like, didn't even, like. Didn't. You gave up. I gave up. The title is Belle Ganes. That's her name. Don't even laugh at how I pronounced it, because the documentary I had said Ganes. Gunness? Gunness. You sure it's not Gunness? I, in my head, say Belle Gunness every time I go down, but the woman on the documentary was adamant. Gunness. Okay. Then let's let's go I with kind of feel like only I'm like, facts at the Fatal only Female facts Podcast. <laughs> only facts. Which makes me kind of want to say Gunness. Like, my fact is Gunness. her name's Belle Gunness. Not Gunness. This is a ridiculous conversation. Yeah, we're, let's call her Belle. Belle I do. Quite, actually, I call everybody... There are very few difficult names, so everyone is called by their first sometimes and or last name. How do you spell it? G-U-N-N-E-S-S? Yeah. Okay. So you figure out what you guys think it should be, and you let us know. Gunness or Gunness? Wait, did I just... Okay. You know what? We're done. Gunness or Gunness? There it is. Born! Or Gunas. (laughs) She was... We're done. (laughs) What was it? Your... Your gay? Okay. Right. Sure. Your G. Come on now. You did not say you are G. You said you're gay first. I don't think so. We're done. We're reviewing that <laughs> podcast later. Reviewing it. So Belle Gunness. There it is. Uh, was born in Bryn... Oh, she was born as Brynhild Paulsdatter Storseth 
in Norway, November 11th, 1859. So her name name is actually her given name. something we definitely can't pronounce. (laughs) Something I'm absolutely going to botch. Because I think the only reason I was able to say it that was because no one was expecting it. All right, let's try it again. Wow. Born. (laughs) Off to a really good start. But I'm assuming is like Brunhild. Oh, Brunhild? Brunhild bring, calls Dadder Storseth. Um, to, uh, her father was Paul Peterson Storseth. He was a stonemason in Norway. Love those stonemasons. And her mother, very little information's name was Barrett Ulstadter. Okay. So I guess she kind of combined her mom's and dad's name. So dad's name, Paul Peterson Storseth. Mom, Barrett, Olsdatter. Belle's original name was Brynhild Paul's Dadder Storseth. So we just fucking mashed names together. We just lived through something, We guys. just lived through a name change is what we did. Woo! Way back in the it's day. hot in here now. That was uh, a lot. She was the youngest of eight children, and she grew up on a small farm in Norway. That sounds fucking perfect. Right? Not bad. Not bad at uh, all. So her claim to fame is that she is thought to have murdered between about 25 and 40-some men. I'm going to say with 40-some. People. Facts. facts. We're always going for the high numbers. Between the years 1900 and 1908. Okay. And I'm here to spin the tale. Ooh. To give you the dirty deeds. Ooh. Dirty deeds. Dirty deeds. To air out the laundry. Wow. Early life scandal. It's 1877. Early life scandal? Yep. 1877. 18... Wait, let me get this. Wait, hold on. We just want to double check the facts. Want to make sure. Don't even know if I have it when she moved. You know what? We're just going to go with what my notes do. There it is. 1877. You heard it here. Are we in the United States yet? I don't know. We'll figure that out as we go We're along. We're on the world. It's a country dance, though. That sounds fun. And Belle, I'm sorry. Brynhild is pregnant. <laughs> oh, we're pregnant. We don't, what? That's, okay. That's it. That's the information I've got. Okay. We're pregnant at a country dance. It's 1877. Okay. We're hanging out with some guy. Okay. Shit gets heated. Okay. This guy beats her in the abdomen. He kicks her in the abdomen. She miscarries this child. Um, There's no punishment because the rich man, the guy who assaulted her is very rich However, this is just to know that people who knew her says that her personality changed immensely after this. Duh. Um, and Hashtag. the man who attacked her died conveniently shortly after the incidence of supposedly stomach cancer. Conve- so we're going to take all this into consideration. Oh, okay. Lovely innocent lady. Beaten at 18. Sure. Miscarries. Miscarries. Anger. Man dies shortly after sorry, stomach sorry. cancer. People say her personality changed. So could all of her actions later in life just be a general hatred towards men? Probably. Don't blame her. Don't blame Don't her at all. all. Okay. Uh, over the next three years. Three years are After happening. this incident, she worked on a large farm in Norway. There we go. So this was in Norway. To raise up the money to come to America so that she could have the American dream and make her fortune. Great. Sounds like a plan. She arrived in 1881, and that is when she changed her name to a more American accepted one, which is Belle Guinness. <laughs> the one that we can definitely pronounce. Which Us Americans. I'm just like, <laughs> Belle is definitely French. What do you mean this is a more American name? 
I just want to keep calling her Guinness. Bell Guinness. Really like Brunhild. I don't know. I, just I call really, her that like, from now on. I really wish she didn't change it. Let's keep though. everyone on their toes. Uh, it's also good to mention, and I'm I will I will definitely bring this up multiple times, is that she was about six feet tall. Oh. And over two hundred pounds. Oh. Big old gal. She's a lady. Big old lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's, she's a lady. lady. I want to wow. say big old broad. That's she's a, it. She's a bob. She's a, a <laughs> B, she's a B-O-B. Big old broad. Good for her. And you heard it first here at Fatal Good. Females. Over six feet or six feet? Uh, well, it, Around. later it's claimed that she's at least over 5'8". So between 5'8 and six feet tall. Okay, I'm 5'9". Up to five, 200 nine. pounds. <laughs> yes. So I'm a bob? No, I guess. because you are not at all encroaching on 200 pounds. But here's my thing, though. Like, But I'm also thinking, think of the Norwegian stock. They're huge. Exactly. So I'm thinking, like, you're, yeah, you're a 5'9", but you're a very, like, slight woman. But no, but I want her to be six feet. I'm I want her to be fucking just then, like a okay, linebacker. If you want her to be six feet, then all we do is talk facts. So right. Belle <laughs> was six feet tall. There it is. Shoulders of an ox. Got it. Farm hand. I mean, she did. She worked on farms her she whole was. life. I'm sure she was so she was ridiculous. strong as shit. So let's flash forward. It's now 1884. She's been in America uh, since 1881, and she gets married to another uh, young man or another man who's. So she also she also tended to marry and go after other Norwegian uh, immigrants. His name was Mads Ditlev Anton Sorensen. Don't you guys just love when Chelsea picks these people? <laughs> We're going to call him Sorensen. So Mary, <laughs> Mary's Mads Sorensen <laughs> from Chicago. This is the best. And two years later in 1886, they open up a confectionery store. Cool. That's, that's sweet. Lovely. Right. Hey. Whatever. <laughs> Business is not successful. Uh, the confectionery store mysteriously burns down, but they're able to collect the insurance money to pay off for another home. So I'm guessing the confectionery store was like in the bottom of their home. Yeah, it's like Bob's Burgers. Bob, it's just like, it's just like Bob's Burgers. Just like Bob's Burgers. Brunhild's Burgers. Bell's Burgers, if you will. Yes, Bell's Bell's Burgers. Bell's Burgers burns. This is the best thing in the world. This is going to be a very B-heavy episode. Bob's, we got big old broads. Bell's Burgers. The Big Old Broads, Bell's Burgers, Burns. Why are my episodes the most ridiculous and giggle-fueled? We'll never apologize because for it. Because you fucking pick things that you can't pronounce. Fucking yes, I do. I like them. I like them way back in the day, and I'm like them foreign. Anyway, historians tend to differ on how many offspring they had from this union, but it's safe to say... Facts. Uh, <laughs> How many factual children did they have? Like some people are like, no, but no children came from this union, and okay. other people are like, no, like all of her children came from this union. Oh, so we have Caroline, Axel, Murder, and Myrtle, and Lucy. That's four. Four children. Caroline and Axel died in infancy from Aww. acute colitis. Symptoms of acute colitis include fever, nausea, diarrhea, lower abdominal pain which is also similar to poison. 
which is also similar to what someone would be said to die from stomach cancer after they kick oh. someone in the abdomen and miscarry their kids. So I'm this picking is up all what you're putting down. Coming back, all coming back to me now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> both of the children that died were insured. And damn straight, the money was collected. Naturally. Who knew? I didn't know you could take insurance out on your kids. Good to know. <laughs> better start popping them out. Wow. Putting dollar bills over their head. Uh, as of a 1900 consensus on June 13th, the Gunness household consisted of four children, of which two were living. Myrtle, three years old, Lucy, one, and an adopted 10-year-old girl who... <laughs> whose name was Morgan Couch, but later Jenny Olsen. So... Wait. Morgan Couch? Later Jenny Olsen. So, yes, those are weird noises in my apartment. Guys, I hope you hear (laughs) the shit in her apartment. Cammy's freaking out. I may not be comfortable. Freaking out. There are people walking behind us, but they don't exist. I don't fucking it'll get just it. get where i just can't wait to watch horror films later and oh, have it really all come and fucking fantastic uh so i'm thinking there were either two separate young ladies and it was never known because they just disappeared or because this was like a fostering situation maybe morgan couch changed her name later to jenny olsen as to maybe like not be her ra- i don't know as like in terms of like anonymity Sure. I mean, I would absolutely believe that story. But that's what the census of 1900 said in Laporte, Indiana, which is where all this is going down. Excellent. Uh, July 30th, 1900, uh, her husband, Mads Ditlev Anton Sorensen, dies. Oh. The first examination, um, was uh, they. it was led to believe that he died from strychnine poisoning, but the family doctor said no, because uh, he was treating Sorensen for an enlarged heart, and he labeled the death as heart failure. So no autopsy was done, and no further evidence was needed, because the family doctor was like, nope, it's an enlarged heart. Even though the first doctor was like, this this person was murdered. Um, <laughs> just letting you... Guys, I just... I just Guys... Uh, murder. FYI, strychnine poisoning. Family doctor's like... Hashtag Meh. murder. Do, uh, murder. No one has the energy for the autopsy, enlarged heart. Uh, coincidentally, Sorensen died on the only possible day that two of his life insurance policies overlapped. Oh. So, uh, Belle collected this money the day after his funeral, but she did tell the doctor that she gave her husband powders to make him feel better when he was ailing. Like poison? Just, you know, powders. Oh, hint, To make him feel better. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know, she was a caring wife. So she okay. gave him powders with his with his water to make him feel better. Just a, what a convenient day to die, I think. Wow. Uh, 8500 bucks was collected, which uh, in terms of inflation would be roughly about $250,000. $85? $8,500. Okay, sorry. I just heard yeah. $850. Like inflation's out of control right now, by the way. We need to put this we to a stop, this America. Stop. This is terrible. I need to go back to 1900. Yeah. Holy so shit. Because of his his two overlapping insurance policies, she collected $8,500, which roughly translate into $250,000. Still, though, it doesn't matter what it is Amazing. now. Yeah, like I back would, then. I would benefit so much from just 8500 <laughs> let alone the $250,000. I would pay off one of my credit cards oh that would be great uh extended family of 
uh, Mr. Sorensen also was like, no, it's poison. Uh, but it's unclear if Sorensen's body was ever exhumed to prove that. Uh, but with the money, Belle Gunness bought a large farm in LaPorte, Indiana. Bye! Bye, Chicago. Coming to LaPorte, Indiana. And I'm a widower. Ay, 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 ay. Just a widow. Just a widow. Not it's a, a widow lady, or... it's a widow, it's a guy, got it's it. a widower. I, I got, I got okay. I was confused. Just wanted to make sure you understood. Two years later, after the death of her first husband, so clearly it was a wild love affair and she couldn't possibly move on. April 1st, two years later, 1902, she marries Peter Gunnis, which is okay. that's, apparently that's Sounds the name familiar. we got. That's the name Sounds familiar. He, he was a Norwegian-born widower. He came with an infant daughter okay. who unfortunately died of uncertain causes a week after the ceremony while alone in the house with Belle. Because all the money would have probably gone to her, the baby, and not... Oh, he's not. He's still alive. Oh, oh, sorry. We haven't killed him yet. I mean, we're going <gasps> sorry. to. God, sorry. Don't you know, worry. I jumped the shark. You really did. I jumped the gun. You're I jumped really, the shark. You're really I... spoilery, spoiling, spoiler alerting. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I don't even. Episode over. I can't go. How on. can you come back from and that? And next week, the rest <laughs> of what I was trying to say. Um. <laughs> so anyway, the the infant daughter dies. The uh, in the same year, Peter suffers a fatal accident, of which Bell claims. He was reaching for his slippers next to the stove and was scalded by brine. And then he also (laughs) suffered a fatal head injury when part of a meat grinding machine fell on his head. So I'm guessing I'm in whatever that story is. I'm guessing he's reaching, spills hot brine all over himself. And while he's flailing, he knocks over a grinder that falls on his head. I guess is the story she's convincing people. She killed him, guys. <laughs> this, we're talking about her because she kills people. So let's not. I don't know why. In I have case to you didn't this. know, in case you didn't know what this podcast this is a fucking mystery podcast. Is, here's the thing. <laughs> I like. I just got frustrated be- <laughs> at my own notes, and I'm taking it out on you now. She well, killed him. Guess what? If it's not, if it wasn't clear, it's clear now. <laughs> We're doing a podcast about <laughs> killing people. Anyway, so apparently that's the story she said. Scalding Brian fell on him. She collected three to four grand, which was about sixty-five to $87,000. That's still a pretty good amount of Real money. Real good money. Uh, he had an older daughter who was thankfully whisked away Oof. by her uncle to Wisconsin in between all this. She's the only surviving child, and honestly, one of the only surviving what? people to have ever lived with Belle Gunnis. So, Whoa. Yeah. So her name was Swanhild. Excellent. So I think, I'm, see that, and also like, Belle's last, Belle's previous name was Brynhild, uh-huh. Swanhild. I think she was just like, I can't kill another Hild. Oh, that's your, interesting. That's what I'm thinking. That's interesting. That's an interesting theory you have there. Incidentally, those who knew Peter Gunnis claimed that he would never have been so clumsy and demanded an inquest into his death because he was a well-known butcher in the area and knew how to handle himself 
around heavy machinery and on a large pig farm, which is what their farm was. There it is. The district coroner reviewed the case and declared it a murder and a jury was called, but Bell was able to convince them of her innocence. Painted the picture, apparently. Slipped, brine, meat, grinder, dead. Boom. She killed him. You had, spoiler alert, she killed him. Uh, She was pregnant at this time with his son, uh, but weirdly didn't, like, use that to gain any sympathy. She completely kept that a secret. I mean, probably because she knew she was going to kill everybody. Probably. Uh, And she gave birth to Philip between 1903. Oh, that's the other body. Okay, got it. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just spoiled alert myself at the end because I was confused, and it's Philip, it's Philip. Oh, I'll, I'll remember it. Okay. Uh, so between in 1903, she gives birth to her son Philip. Between 1903 and 1906, Belle runs the farm. I just want to let everyone know that I'm just as confused as they are at this moment. Okay. <laughs> so so far, Belle Gunnis surviving kids. It's where? What? Who are they? It's Myrtle, Lucy, the ten-year-old adoptive right. kid. But now there's also this kid, Philip, involved. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, So gotcha. those are the four kids. Okay. Uh, between 1903 and 1906, Belle ran her farm. Uh, the neighbors started questioning um, the whereabouts of the adoptive daughter, oh. Morgan, a.k.a. Jenny. And around 1906, Gunnis claims that she sent her off to L.A. to either a Lutheran college or... Or a finishing school for girls. Okay. Multiple neighbors got multiple stories. Uh, Jenny's body's found later. Oh. On the property. Oh. Down the road. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. She's dead. She's dead. Shit. That's why we're here. Uh, in 1907, Belle hires uh, one single helper for her farm. Just one. Ray Lamfair. Um, about that time, Belle put a personal ad in the local paper. And it reads... Comely widow oh. who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts in Laporte County, Indiana, desires to make the acquaintance of a gentleman equally well provided with view of joining fortunes. No replies by letter considered unless sender is willing to follow answer with personal visit. Triflers need not apply. Triflers need not apply. Ain't no trifling wanted here. So, triflers, beware. If be you a trifler, go home. Leave. Leave. Leave me in peace. Exit the premises, triflers. Well, hot commodity that that was. That, was that, that wasn't English. Let me blip. <laughs> okay. I think she, Hot commodity that that was. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Just to be fair, we sip like half of our beverages before we start these casts. Listen, so, I'm I'm pretty sure I only talk about the facts when it's my turn. So, oh wow! So now there's a competition. Great, awesome. This just became the most unsafe space I've ever I've ever talked about other people that I don't care about. Oh my um, god, this is the best. Anyway, because she's hot shit apparently from that. Belle had several suitors court her at her property. Take John Moe, for instance. John Moe? Who's John Moe? John Moe arrived from Minnesota with $1,000 to pay off Belle's mortgage. Oh, Belle thanks. told neighbors he was a cousin. Oh, Well, he okay. was never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> he spent a week, and then no one saw him ever again. Okay, all right, well. Suitor number two. Okay, number dose. Knocking down the doors. Knock, George knock, George Anderson from Missouri. 
Uh, like Peter Gunness and John Moe, he was also an immigrant from Norway. So she she's really going after. She's taking down the population of men. Of her, her own. Her own kind. She doesn't want anyone else Stick to have to them. to your own kind. Pick from your own kind. Anyway. Oh. Over dinner together, Belle and George. Uh... Belle mentioned her mortgage, and uh. George agreed that should they wed, he'd pay it off. Oh, so then let's get married. That night. That night? Well, uh, because she's a welcome host. She hostess, works so fast. She says, please stay with me in this farmhouse. I'm a lady. You'll have your own room. I'm a lady. And Trifler. We'll, we heed. Need not apply. Need not apply. That night, George wakes up to find Belle standing over him with a candle. Okay. He said, he claims that the expression on her face is so sinister and murderous that he lets out a frightened yell of which she runs from the room. He immediately puts on his clothes, flees the home, doesn't come back for his shit, never sees Belle again. GTFO. He is the only suitor to survive a night. At the Gunness. Oh farm. my God! What did her face look like? <laughs> I don't know. We have. Does did I'm she like, take a selfie? I I'm need to know. I'm assuming like, uh, what's her face in misery? Maybe like. Ooh, that's not bad. But even more because like Kathy Bates' character is even like passion fueled. Yeah. This yeah, would just have yeah. to be like, I hate you and I want your money. But I'm also but like, like, girl, but that face. It, she made such a him, fucking face why? that he screamed right. and, and ran, ran for his life. She ran and then he ran and he's like, keep my shit. I wonder what her fucking face looked like. I'm also just confused as to why she didn't kill him. I wonder if it was like too much for her to like see the whites of her, like this guy's eyes. I don't fucking well, like, you know. You just had dinner but, like, with him. But like. Well, good on you, George. He's out. So George Anderson out, fled, survived. So he could definitely escape a, a zombie apocalypse. For George sure. is on our team. George is on George our is team. George is running. Yes, yes. Where we're like, I don't know if we want to <laughs> run. Do we leave the apartment? Do we not? I really want a zombie apocalypse where I can walk away. <laughs> Just walk <laughs> away. Just just like, wipe your hands clean. Walk away. Walk away. Yep. Uh, I have no part in this. <laughs> part in this. Do not condone. Uh, back to Belle, uh, suitors continue to arrive. During this time, Belle is having large trunks delivered to her farm. Trunks? Trunks. Uh, the delivery driver, Clyde Sturgis, claims that Belle would lift the huge trunks like boxes of marshmallows. Oh. Uh, and he commented that Belle was a heavy set woman. Also, around this time, all of her shutters on her doors and windows were now kept closed. And that to neighboring farmers, uh, Belle was repeatedly seen at night digging around in her hog pen and the grounds of her farm. So, yeah. <laughs> she did it, everyone. She did it. So, she's digging graves <laughs> for the bodies. She may, I, sure. That she's keeping in her home. Yeah. We used to, you know, keep your friends close, keep your bodies closer. My thing is... <laughs> You're, it's the old saying, right? Unacceptable. <laughs> Not like a proverb. You are unacceptable. <laughs> but hold on. My hold thing on. is, is that, wait, this might be the stupid, wait, so first off. It can't be stupid. I haven't said anything that makes sense in 35 <laughs> minutes. So if everyone's confused, give Annie's yourself some credit. Give yourself some credit. Um, I guess she was so fucking damn strong. 
that she was just like, oh, these old things? Whoop. Trunks of bodies? Blah. But what the, like, trunks of, you know who I see her as? I see her as Mrs. Trunchbull. Yes! I was, I was like, please say Mrs. Trunchbull. That's who I see her as. that. It's but terrifying. only like in a but scary sense. Oh yeah, she, she's Norwegian, so she, she has had to look this like beautiful, beautiful, but just like the size of Mrs. Trunchbull with this whole like terrifying frame. Right. Oof. Not to say that, like. Oh great, Chelsea's now saying nasty. You know, shit. I'm, I'm. You're terrifying. <laughs> you're six foot. You're two hundred pounds of brawn and muscle. If you're come, if your approach, if wonder, if Gal Gadot shows up at my bar, who is also tall and fit as fuck, I'm terrified of you. Terrified, shaking and you're in imposing. your boots, and it's <laughs> not negative to be a big old a bob. Bob, but you're scary, and you defy. But own it. Good for you. I'm. I mean, yeah. Good for you. Anyway, I have no segue, but old B Budsberg, who? Old B. Oh, I'm talking about all of her suitors. Okay, so yeah. This is another one of Belle's suitors. Um, <laughs> holy shit. Uh, so yeah, during when we're seeing her just lug huge trunks around on the property. No big deal. We have Old B. Budsberg, who's another widower. She, he's from Wisconsin. Um, he is last seen. So I bring him into your life and I take him away <laughs> just, just as quick. He Terrible. was last seen April 6, 1907 in Laporte Savings Bank, where he mortgaged his land back in Wisconsin and took out several thousand dollars in cash. Never seen again. And when his sons wrote to Belle claiming her farm was Budsburg's last destination, she denied he ever arrived. She's like, yeah, I corresponded with him, but he never showed up. Okay. Even though he was in the bank. In my town. Whatevs. But I never saw him. Didn't know. I don't know who you're talking about. That's cool. Uh, multiple other unknown men arrived and subsequently disappeared from the farm. So just we. Wit, so neighbors and witnesses are like, she had plenty, lots of suitors. What? None the of. F- none of them. Fuck. None of them have been reclaimed. But, like, you live next to this woman. What are you thinking? Yeah, Where the, are these I men mean, going? All of this farmland. I mean, you can have t- tons of square acres between farms to where, like, houses aren't necessarily. Like, you, you can't Yeah, but neighbors see. are still seeing suitors show up. Well, yeah, because they have to, like, pass by on foot because we're not owning an automobile, like a carriage. Well, maybe they're in a carriage. You don't know. Well, yeah, but I'm, I just, I just, I don't know. I don't have answers for you. I didn't, I don't have answers. I just know because I feel like, I mean, of course neighbors are going to be far from each other, but like, I feel like they would also, I'm sure for half of these men, they were seeing them come and. And never go. Never go. I also think too, like with farms, like how often do you have like random people show up and help and then like leave? But wouldn't you see them leave? Maybe not if you're passing. Maybe not if that's your Sunday. And I just need like, people not, to be more observant. Is I'm, what I'm asking for. I just need more people to be like, "Hey, I'm going to Indiana to visit this address. If you don't hear from me in a month, I'm dead." Like, yes. <laughs> like, where's the like? Text me when you're home, sort of. Text thing. me when you get there. Write me when you're there. Send me a pigeon. However they do it. Uh, yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Strap it to a fox. <laughs> Anyway. That would be cool. No. 
would be very. It would also get I think them it's very also, fast. They, I think they do that in Robin Hood Men of Tights. That sounds very. They familiar. strap it to a fox, and it's like, and it like goes across oh the my field. Gosh, that noise you should never make again. I, that's like the exact noise, though, and you're welcome. It sounded like a seal. Exactly. It brought you into the story and then twisted it up. Okay. December 1907, we are introduced to Andrew. Here we have it. Drum roll, please. Helgelin. Beautiful. Helgelin. Never heard it better. Helgelin. 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 Okay. Andrew Helgelin. Okay. Andrew Helgelin. Only facts. Andrew is in, in 1907. We meet yeah. Andrew. Let's just stick with Andrew. He's a farmer from South Dakota, and he wrote to Gunness and was welcomed into her life. A letter was later uncovered at his farm, uh, dated January 13th, 1908, and Belle had written to him a very sweet love note, and it, the love note is this. <gasps> I can't wait that you're about to read it. To the dearest friend in the world, no woman in the world is happier than I am. I know that you are now to come to me and be my own. I can tell from your letters that you are the man I want. It does not take one long to tell who to tell when to like a person, and you I like better than anyone in the world I know. Think how we will enjoy each other's company, you the sweetest man in the whole world. We will be all alone with each other. Can you conceive of anything nicer? I think of you constantly when I hear your name mentioned, and this is when one of the dear children speaks of you, or I hear myself humming it with the words of an old love song. It is beautiful music to my ears. My heart beats in wild rapture for you. My Andrew, I love you. Come prepared to stay forever. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. So I'm just like, run, Andrew, run. To stay forever. Forever. She could, I mean, first off, very lovely. well done of, of the letter. Thank the you. reading was beautiful. Lovely sentiment. Until she the was, end. What a wonderful writer she was. Gives up the gig at the end. Well, though. forever. Ain't no going back. Let's see how it, let's see how this boded for Andrew. I hope he escaped. By the end of January. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so this letter, so she sent. <laughs> it was December. <laughs> this letter was sent to him January 13th. Oh. He's there by the end of that month. Of January. Of Great. Ja- he's like, he got that letter and was like, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I love you too. Let's uh, do this. He goes to Bell with his entire savings of 2,900 bucks. Uh, several days after his arrival, him and Belle deposit the check at Laporte Savings Bank. Okay. All, a lot of shit happens at Laporte Savings Bank. And honestly, I don't know who's running this bank. <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> y'all didn't think it weird that Belle's just bringing a bunch of dudes that aren't ever. Anyway. so they have, be- they have things to think about. They have better apparently fish to fry. Different apparently. tellers, different days. They don't know. Uh, just like the neighbors. They don't see shit. A few days after, Andrew disappears, never to be seen again. But Belle is spotted a couple more times, making a deposit for $500 and another for $700. Um, Damn, she has so much money. From so many strange guys. Maybe the trunks were full of money. Or like weird insurance policies and shit. Bonds. Just all of it. Stocks. She has... So She's much rolling. money. She is rolling. 
Uh, now we have another guy from... I also just, like, she is... Mm, wanted. I mean, popular. She's like the only girl on Tinder at the time. She's the only girl. <laughs> she's the only one with an ad in the picture being That's like... it. Comely widow. Comely widow. I have a really big farm and I need help and maybe... And we, I want to combine fortunes. Let's combine meaning, our fortunes. I kill you and take your fortune. But they don't know that. But shh, shh, shh. Keep that let's on the DL. Let's combine fortunes. Let's combine fortunes. Uh, from March 1908 to May 1908, Bell, uh, Bell corresponded with... Um, a, a man named Lon Townsend. Naturally. Uh, another gentleman from Arkansas. And she promised marriage to a... This cannot be named. I, I wrote down the name Bert Albert. <laughs> I swear to God. Hold on. I'm so sorry. Guys, only facts here. Wait, 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 wait. This cannot Only fucking be. facts. This cannot be the right name. I can't not even... Bert no. Albert? Oh shit! It's too far back. <laughs> it's too far back in it. And I have I have this queued up for a different reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bert Albert. We're sticking with Bert Albert, Good. everyone. Excellent. Keep it coming. That What's next? can be so harshly proven to be wrong if literally any of you do thirty seconds of research. <laughs> thirty but, seconds is all it takes. But no, no, no. I don't have it pulled up. Anyway, so Bert Albert. <laughs> So we have Lon Townsend, some other guy from Arkansas, and marriage proposal to Bert Albert. But due to different conflicts of them, of these guys getting to Laporte and a fire that erupts on the property in late April, all of these men were spared. But oh. literally only because they just never set foot on her property. All right. Well. Uh, so she has her farm guy, just the one, Ray Lomfair, Fear, who I mentioned a brief, like, five minutes ago. Um, I had mentioned that she had a single farmhand. Got it, got Ray it. Ray Lomfair. Got this it. This is who we're talking about. Well, they, she starts to experience some problems Uh-oh. with Ray. Ray allegedly fell madly in love with Belle Gunness. See, that's the opposite of what's supposed to happen, guys. Head over heels in love with her. Okay. Regardless of, I'm sure, some shit he saw. Just murder and bones. Uh, he would apparently do anything for Belle, no matter how wretched the task. Oh. Uh, he began to make embarrassing scenes with her suitors uh, around because he would get so jealous over the people coming to court, Bell. Uh-oh. She had to fire him on February 3rd, 1908. Uh, she complained uh, about Ray to the court, stating that he was a public menace due to insanity, but he was cleared and deemed sane and released. Uh, she continued to make complaints that Ray was showing up on the farm, threatening her and the family, and on one occasion... Ray made a comment to a local farmer named William Slater that Andrew Helgelin... There it is. I was waiting for that one. ...won't bother me no more. We fixed him for keeps. What the fuck is that supposed we to... We fixed him for keeps! Wow. All right, let me do this, but let's do a dramatic reading. Oh, yes, okay. So on one occasion, Ray claims to fellow farmer... Helogen won't bother me no more. We fixed him for keeps. Nice. That was a lot better than All the right. second time. Well done. No, that same. was good. No, you just read the letters so well that it's like 
Gotta do the quotes, too. At this point, Andrew'd been missing for several months and was being looked for by his brother. Uh, Belle offered uh, for Andrew's brother to come to Laporte and that she would actually help in the search party for Andrew. But search parties are really expensive, so she asked that his brother bring with him some dough some money yeah, yeah, yeah. to help with the yeah, search yeah yeah not not yeah uh, yeah andrew's brother does Shocking. show up but later in may okay uh due to what he and Dowley witnessed and probably helped with ray posed an enormous threat to bell uh he she confided in a lawyer that ray was making threats to her family saying he would burn down the farm oh. she drafted a will leaving everything to her children and in that same day, paid off the entire mortgage to the farm. Making it rain. However, although she complained to a lawyer about these threats, she never once went to the police. She never once went to the local sheriff. Oh. Exactly. Interesting. Um, April 28th, 1908. Oh. The new farm hand, <gasps> Joe Maxson. Oh, nicely done. Awakens. He in wait. the middle of the night Uh-oh. to the smell of smoke oh. and plumes of smoke coming from under his bedroom door. He lived on the second floor of the farmhouse okay. on the Gunnis farm. Okay. He opens up his door to sheets of flames, screams out for Belle and her children to no response. He then leaps from the second floor window, runs into town, but by the time him and the fire brigade, which is a bunch of, you know, just fucking carriages with water on them, All right. uh, gets there, the farmhouse is reduced to smoldering ruins. Uh-oh. Four bodies are found inside. Oh. One body is thought to be Belle Gunnis's, but it's decapitated. Uh- and the other three bodies were children in their bed. So I'm assuming Myrtle, Lucy, and Philip. But where's her head? Those who knew of the ex-handyman's threat quickly went to search for Ray Lamphere, who she had been saying the whole time, he's threatening to burn down my farm, he's threatening to kill me and my family. Oh, yeah. Suspicious. Interesting. We're suspect of you, Belle Gunnis. This is very interesting. I don't trust you anymore. Where's her head? Eggs. Where's her fucking head? Where's her? I don't like that when the head's missing. I don't like that. But I also, don't like so that. So all three of the kids are just like burned to a crisp in their beds and like her body is conveniently without a head. That's cool. That doesn't. <sighs> I don't know sure. about this. That's not suspicious. Uh, so Ray is confronted. He did nothing to help his case. Before anyone could even say anything. So a bunch of people, like, including the sheriff, show up (laughs) to Ray's. He goes, did Widow Gunnis and the kids get out all right? Well, no one had even mentioned a fire yet. So, goddammit, Ray, you gave up the talk. He denied having anything to do with the fire. A young man named John Solem claimed he saw Ray Lamphere running from the farmhouse moments before it was consumed by flames. Ray retorted, uh, oh, when, so apparently this is all done, like, in the same room. So John is like, I saw him. So, like, picture mass chaos. Uh-huh. Ray is being dragged out onto the street. Uh-oh. Uh, John says, I saw Ray running from the fire. Ray retorts, you wouldn't look me in the eye and say that. John says, yes, I will. You found me hiding behind the bushes, and you told me you'd kill me if I didn't get out of there. Whoa. Well, Ray Whoa. is arrested for arson and murder. And now we start to look through the ashes. Okay. I'm so close to having to resort. Okay. 
So the headless woman is, of course, of great mystery. Who, Who is, is this? this? Is this Belle? Um, to many a neighbor and a friend of Get Bell, uh, they say that the body couldn't possibly be hers. Doctors measured the corpse and claimed uh, that with the head, it would have belonged to someone about five foot three and no more than 150 pounds, which of course goes against everything we know about this big old bro, this B.O.B. Bob. Uh, they also sent a lot of the stum- all the, the stomach contents and organs off to be examined, and all of the bodies came back and were tainted with lethal doses of strychnine. Uh-oh. 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 Uh, Bell's dentist also stated that if he could be supplied with dental work of the corpse, he could absolutely identify it was her, because apparently she had, like, an entire bridge of fake teeth, plus, like, gold implants put into her mouth. Oh my god. So they hired a um a local miner, M I N E R, not like a young person, but an actual <laughs> digging in the ground under the ground miner. Thank you so much for clarifying that. No worries. I'm here for everybody. Uh so they hired a local miner to sift through the ashes. Uh, on May nineteenth of nineteen oh eight, a part of the a jaw that was matching to Gunnis's was found. Uh, so the, the coroner concluded that the headless corpse did belong to Belle Gunness. Well, that doesn't last for long. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Andrew Helgelin's brother, his name is Assel, right? A-S-L- you just call him an asshole? Assel, Isle, is Isle, Azel. Or just asshole? Azel, A-S-L-E. You don't know this guy and you're making some pretty unfair assumptions. I'm very upset. I'm so sorry I just called him an asshole. Azel. Uh, he shows up on the Laporte farm and tells the sheriff that he believes his brother also met with foul play. Uh, the uh, the replaced handy guy, Joe Maxson, uh, also starts to tell police, too, that Bell had him deposit tons of wheelbarrows of dirt to the area of the hog pen, plus surrounding... Wait, none of that made sense. Can I ask every... I'm just... I'm going to say I apologize. I'm going to start that sentence over. It's all right. It's all right. So the fire happened. We found a portion of jaw that could be Bell Gunnis's. Okay. During this time, Andrew Helgelin's brother shows up demanding that they... Saying that they look into his brother's absence... Because he's convinced that Andrew met foul play on the Gunnis' farm. Okay. Also, Joe Make Maxon. <laughs> Joe Maxon, the new farm help, says that Bell made him deposit tons of dirt in an area that had a high fence. Uh, and uh, he would come out, there'd be a bunch of depressions in the ground filled with debris and trash. Okay. Belle claimed that she wanted him to level the land, so okay. she had him dump all of the dirt over these piles of what seemed to be trash oh. to make the land flat. Got it. God, I hope that makes sense. If it didn't, I can't help you because it's not making sense to me. <laughs> I basically, got it. I think we could. Basically, enough shit's going down. Enough people are saying shit. We're investigators. We're digging on the land. And we begin to find bodies. The oh. bodies that we found that we know of oh. is the missing adoptive daughter, Jenny and or Morgan. Oh, uh, there's two unidentified children that are found. Andrew Helgelin is found 
quite frankly, his overcoat had been worn by Ray Lamphere. Oh. So that was nice. Yeah. Uh, a old B. Budsberg was found. Oh, no, He's B. Budsberg. B. Budsberg. He was missing since May of 1907. Uh, a gentleman named Thomas Lindbow, uh, who had been hired three years earlier by Gunness. Henry Gerholt was, um, had taken $1,500 $1, out a year later to wed Gunness. Like, no one really knew about it. His body was found. Oh, and he took out all this money to wed Gunnis. Uh, There's another dude named Olaf Svenhord and another guy named John Moe. And I literally have in my notes, yep. go to Wiki for other possible victims. Okay. Because other possible victims <laughs> include... William Minge, Min, Min, Mingay, a wow. coachman of New York City who had left the city on April 1st, 1904. Herman Conitzer of Chicago, who disappeared in 1906. Oh. There's a Charles Enman, a Christy Hilkvin, who sold his farm to come to Laporte in 1906. Wow. There's a Charles Nieberg, who told friends that he was going to visit Gunness in 1906 and never returned. God damn it. Uh, and he took 500 bucks with him. A John McJunkin, uh, who left his wife in December of 1906 after corresponding with a Laporte Ooh. woman. Yeah. Oh, I want to get into John McJunkin, because that's a story right there. And that name. That name. Mm. John McJunkin, you piece of junk. There's an Olaf Jensen. Uh, who wrote to his relatives in 1906 that he was going to marry a wealthy widow in Laporte. All right, sounds familiar. Henry Bisg of Laporte, who disappeared in June of 1906, was a hired, uh, and his hired man. Uh, they both vanished. Uh, and literally, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, oh. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 23 others who oh. claimed to be last seen in Laporte due to meeting a wealthy widow for investments or uh, missing brothers who vanished after claiming he was going to meet or marry a witch, rich widow. Uh, all of these guys, all of these people, gone forever. That's like all of this relating around a wealthy widow in Laporte. One person. Just one woman. Busy. She had a lot of things to do. And I feel like all of these, a lot of them are like around the same year. And I'm like, they must have just been overlapping each other. Like, oh, don't mind him. Or like <laughs> she just killed dinner. one yesterday and another one shows up. Like she's washing the blood off her hands. And she's like, oh, come on in. I'm just getting just this the pig, pig, blood. pig blood off my hand. That's Meanwhile, a person's blood. It's, it's a person. No wonder she worked on a pig farm. Uh, most remains of the people that were found couldn't be identified. Yeah. But it's at least, it's it's believed at the time uh, that they started digging around the property that 12 remains, 12, god damn it, the remains of at least 12 bodies were yeah. found. Oh yeah, um, I got you. Le Ray Lamphere, the previous field hand, uh, was arrested May 22nd, 1908, charged with murder and arson, to which he denied. <gasps> the defense maintained that the woman's body could not be Belgunnis's due to the gold on the bridge work 
being perfectly intact. Oh. However, other gold found on the scene was completely melted. So the gold from like watches and plating and stuff like that yeah, was yeah, entirely yeah. melted. But this was a perfectly pristine, intact, like mouthpiece with like barely any scorch marks on it. Okay. Uh, Joe Maxson, the new farmhand, and another witness claim that they saw the miner who was sifting through everything. Yeah. Not the not under 18-year-olds. But the person that digs underground. <laughs> uh, they said that they, they claimed to see him go into his pocket and before he discovered the bridge work of the teeth being found. Uh, Ray was found guilty of arson, but not for murder, since the the headless body is still not confirmed. Where uh, is the head? Where the fuck is the head, I want to know where that head goes. He's sentenced to 20 years in prison, but he died from tuberculosis uh, a year later in 1909. Um, the reverend in charge of Ray's confession before he died states that Ray confessed to Belle Gunness's crimes that she did them, and he was there. <laughs> He confessed for her. Exactly. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. by the way, she did all this. I just need to tell you guys, have a seat. She uh, did it. He says he never murdered anyone, but he helped her bury the victims and hide evidence. Uh, Bell would. Char- uh, he says that Bell would charm male visitors and serve them a large hot meal. Delicious. She would drug their coffee oh. and then split open their heads with a meat cleaver. Oh. Other times, My she'd God. chloroform them in her sleep, in their sleep. Uh, and she would carry the bodies to the basement by herself because she's a big old broad uh, and dissect them, which apparently she was very adept at dissecting based off of the marriage she had to her butcher husband who died when it fell on him. The like meat Yeah, 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 yeah. So apparently he taught her all you need to know to terms of like butchering and cutting up and dissecting hogs and stuff. So she knew how to cut bodies up pretty well. bitch. Uh, She buried the pieces all over the hog pen. I would have just uh, given the meat to the pigs and there'd be no... She does that too. Oh, okay. Um, coming up to that. Oh, jeez. Uh, she would use strychnine to poison the men and kill them faster if she didn't feel like, you know, actually so- like socializing with them. <laughs> uh, she would sometimes Welcome. use... She would use quick lime to dissolve the remains or if she was really tired, she would just sort of chop them up and dump them and feed the pigs with the bodies. Oh. So that was like when she was tired and over it. She'd be like, just eat these, my youngins, my pigs. Just eat them. So yeah, anybody that ate any pig off of Gunnis's farm was, was basically eating. eating people. Yeah. Good for y'all. Wow. Wow. Uh, Ray claimed that Gunnis lured a woman to the property as a maid shortly before the fire and that Belle drugged the woman, bashed in her head, decapitated her, and sank the head with weights in a swamp. Then she chloroformed her children and smothered them. She dressed the woman's corpse in her clothes uh, and removed her false teeth to leave at the scene. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, she then set the house ablaze and fled Laporte. Lamphere was aware of this plan and was waiting to escape with her, like, down the road. Okay. But Belle double-crossed him, fled the opposite direction, and now Ray is taking the fall for everything. So, like, well done, Belle. Wow. So they were apparently supposed to escape together. And Ray was waiting for her to finally come to him, and she's like, nah, you're going to be my scapegoat, bitch. Which is probably why, like, if I was him, I'd be like, don't, you, why removing the head? It's going to make me look really bad. I'd be like, keep the head. I just head. don't like it when the head is missing. It really bothers I'm me. I'm just not believing that this is anybody I'm supposed... Like, it, I'm clearly supposed to think this is Belle. 
who took the head? Oh, right. Of course. It just... I call so much bullshit. Belle, this is not you. Where did you go? Also, that woman's 5'3", apparently. This bitch is 5'3". She's little. I'm like, Belle couldn't specifically be like looking for a tall, strong ox of a woman. Maybe she's the only one. <laughs> she's the only one back then. She's the only Indiana. one back then. Uh, Lemfear says that at the end, Belle murdered about 42 men by his count. Facts. And accumulated about $250,000 in wealth, which as of... Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know why this is the only inflation they have, but around, as of, as of like 2012, that would have come to about $6.3 bucks. Yes. So she was rich as shit A-F. when she faked rich her death. AF. Well, wait, hold on. I'm going to do an inflation. So, yeah, see, $250,000 in 1908. Eight, see what that inflation I'm literally be. about to ask you that again when I pick up the site. Can't so just wait. give me a second. <laughs> uh, local banks state that she withdrew most of her savings and fund the day before the fire. At the same, It's the same day that she drafted up the will that left everything to her children that she killed in the fire. Okay. All right. What's the year? Uh, 1908. Okay. Okay. How much? The money is $250,000. $1,000. All right. This is just amazing. I'm actually like, it's so hard to get away with murder these days, you know? I mean, I, I guess. Apparently, it's so much money, the inflation calculator has broken down. Okay, so all of, <laughs> she had all of the money back she had then. The, uh, she was Bill Gates. She was, <laughs> she, she was Bill Gates. Top 1% for sure. That was it. She runs the world, girls. Um, <laughs> for multiple decades... After oh. the fire, Belle Gunness was seen in several cities all over the United yes. States, including Chicago, San Francisco, New York, and Los Angeles. In oh. fact, three days after the fire, a local delivery boy claimed that he saw Belle in the kitchen of one of her close friends' farms, but he was too terrified to tell anyone for years. Yeah, I'd be too. As late as 1931, Belle was thought to have been sighted in Mississippi living a reclusive religious life on a wealthy farm. For 20-plus years, the sheriff in LaPorte, Indiana, on the case, was sent at least two reports a month of a Belle Gunna sighting. Oh. Uh, the headless corpse was never identified. Ugh. In 1931, a woman named Esther Carlson was arrested in L.A. for poisoning a man named August Lindstrom for his money, Two people identified her as Gunness, but it was never proven. And Carlson died May 6, 1931, awaiting trial. Nothing about Gunness since. Nothing about Gunness before that. So it was that Belle Gunness. We don't know. November 5th, 2007. Oh, my God. We're still trying to figure shit out. 2007, you just said? In 2007, the headless corpse was (gasps) re-exhumed to try and compare with DNA found on an envelope that Gunnis supposedly had licked, but there was not enough DNA between the body to compare with the saliva. You can get DNA from that, like, that many years ago? Oh, fuck yeah. I I thought DNA had, like, a shelf life. No. I guess not. There just wasn't enough. Holy Um, shit. So yeah, it was re-exhumed for testing, but there was none of the evidence was conclusive enough to make an identity, uh, and nothing else was ever discovered about the re- uh, the identity of the headless woman. Uh, however, during the 2007 exhumation of the corpse, additional bodies were found on the property, identified, sent to like 
like relatives uh, and put to rest. So that was still happening as of 2007. They went back and found more bodies. Mm-hmm. And were able to like DNA. Uh, yeah, yeah, track them and all that uh, stuff. Oh my God, identify them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, a couple generations later say like, oh, by the way, this is your great grandfather and Bell Gunness killed him. And you can say goodbye to him now. But yeah, that's... Uh, this... That's Bell Gunness. Whoa. What? What? So many guys. I again... So much money. I again want to go back to the Laporte Savings Bank. I really <laughs> feel like... You have questions for I, them. Most, what I, most of questions. the evidence I feel is going through this bank of like... Oh my... Didn't you just... First of all, didn't you just... It's like you put in $3,000 this week alone, which in our time is $500,000. Right. Where is this money coming from? Who what, are these people? Who are you? Why are we only seeing these men once? Poof. And then a week later, there's another one bringing a check in for you. It's and her then cousin. four days later, there's another one. That's her uncle's friend. And no one at the bank was like, Belle, can we talk to you for a brief moment? Just a second in the back room. The shit that you could got you like the shit that you could get away with back, back then. Oh my god! Anything really? If I knew, if I knew then, I wasn't alive. But if I would, <laughs> if I could go Are back then with what I knew now, oof, I still probably wouldn't be a murderer, but I would damn well be like a bank robber. Ooh, I'd be, a, nice. I'd be a robber. Nice. Yeah. I don't know what I'd be. I'd have to think about that. Just a lady. I feel like I'd be a lady. Just a lady who lunch. <laughs> I would be Everybody a laugh. fucking lady. I would. Pinkies up. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well. But yeah, that's Bell Gunness. Thank you. Murdering a forty-two people. I all mean, men. sounds like a little bit more a to me. Bit more, probably. <laughs> all for insurance money. Uh, I'm wildly intrigued now about insurance policies. <laughs> well, I bet she broke the mold. Well, because there's another lady there. I'm gonna put in the pot who like. Not to give any spoilers for whoever does the episode, but, like, even people back in the day who ran, like, elder care facilities, Uh like, you could take insurance out on your patients. So if they die, like, you as the owner of the nursing home collects the money, and that's a whole other dirty tale for a dirty night. But it's bizarre. I'm like, can I just take, like, could I just take money out on you? Can I be like, whoa, whoa, my friend Tammy, I'm like, I'm I'm taking out an insurance thing on, like, my boss. Fine, I won't use you. Let's say that instead. Fine, fine, fine. Like, can I take an insurance policy out on my boss, and then when my boss shows up randomly dead, I, please, Sam, never listen to this, uh, (laughs) do I get the money? I am her alibi. This is just a story. I'm on my couch right now. I'm not murdering Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just so bizarre to me that you can take insurance policies out on other people. That's, I don't know what to say to that. Look out, boyfriend. <laughs> I'm about to be like, hi, honey, welcome home. By the way, I just took out a $750,000 insurance policy on your life to be completed in 10 years. Damn. Which well, is when I feel like I'm going to get old and tired and don't want to work anymore. That's so. it. Yeah, you've limited yourself. That's it. I mean, that's fair, I guess. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Well, speaking also, of buying, we're buying a farm now, <laughs> Yo, and my we have God. pigs, and we have pigs. Oof. Don't worry about the quick lime. That's you know, that's for not dead bodies to dissolve. <laughs> like all of it's so suspicious. Like, come the fuck on. 
And she was like a perfect like dissect. Like she would dissect oh, the bodies perfectly. She would just ugh. Good for her. I, I watched fucking his, did it. I watched this documentary. And it's, I oh, the reenactments are always so amazing. And there's just this moment where there's this just like exhausted. You know, it, killing is hard work. And she's just exhausted digging in the pen, like pig pen, and she's just like frustrated and wiping her brow. And I'm like, am I supposed to feel sorry for this bitch right now in this documentary? Like, ugh. Hard day's work killing assholes for their money. Literally, one was named Asshole. Sorry. <laughs> Literally a brother. I'm like, you, you married and killed the wrong brother. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Well, that's Bell Gunness. Oh, I love it. Um, I hope you all understood what I just said. I mean, I hour. like I, I understood like 90% of it. Whatever. Can't wait for your episode that moves us all to tears or some shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> First off. I'm not going to win be... an Academy Award for my episode. I think there's just going to start being a huge pattern where, like, my episodes are like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I read this online, and I wrote it down, and now I'm supposed to have an opinion about it, and all of your episodes are like... At 4.39 on October 12th, <laughs> She was wearing a floral dress with a belt and a hat. It was a humid evening. <laughs> Listen, I can't help it if I like details. Like, meanwhile, Pammy has a fucking, like time machine and goes and like <laughs> lives this life with people and then reports back on it that would be the best i mean that thing. would be amazing but i would be so angry if you did like that without held that me. secret yeah i would be like be you're a up. bitch whatever apparently you're taking an insurance claim out on me so That's it's fair. fine um right, well my boyfriend's coming home in like an hour so let's oh get our own oh again we have to wrap this up well, I'm just like, let's wrap this up so me and you can have some fun before he crashes the party. Oh, goodness. Guess okay. I can just make him cook for us. Oh. we want to eat. Okay. Well, we'll figure that out later. Oh, yeah. I guess. I guess I can let you guys go. Sorry. Um, so follow us on Instagram. Oh, my God. At a uh, at Fatal Females Podcast. At we don't know. At what's the name of our podcast.com. Um, also, please um, go ahead and email us some um, requests. <laughs> At fatalfemalespodcast at gmail.com. What is so funny? So, no, it's just a lot of the ums. Well, I'm just trying to make like Sammy hasn't things. talked for an hour. I haven't. I've been such a good listener. Also, follow us on fatalfemales.com. Fatal or is it fatalfemalespodcast.com? I don't know. I need another drink. And then um, that's basically it. Um, oh, our Facebook page too. I don't is, want I think, any Females reviews podcast. on this. I don't want just five stars and no reviews on this episode. No, this is the this is the <laughs> best. It was even better than the last time. I tell I'm you, not, I will have a whole like a huge disclaimer. I was super convinced that you were not gonna get here today, so I did no preparation. Wow. I was sincerely like. <laughs> This bitch, I mean, there's no way she's going to trek here through the storm. And this Anything blizzard. for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Anything. I wake up at like 2 in the afternoon because I... I am been, devoted. I, clearly. I keep watching these paranormal investigation shows until like 6 a.m. so I can't sleep. So I slept until like 2 p.m. and I wake up to all these messages from Excuse Pammy me, there were only three text messages. Like, so I'm going to get off at like 3 and come up to you, Bola. And I'm like, oh shit, that's in 45 minutes. And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, um, we can do it tomorrow. And she's I was like, like Bitch, nope, I've got I'm plans. going. I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> like, okay, well, if you want to get here more at like four, that'd be great. Whatever. So, you know. It's all right. I, I'm devoted and I like this. And I, I just want to say I slammed that information. You definitely like, did. I'm actually very uh, proud of you because you that was impressive. That was impressive. All right, well, till next time. 
Um, Till next time. Till next time. <laughs> All right. Bye, bye. assholes. <laughs>